good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> we are truly in this together. To get, to get, to get, to get together. <laughs> and the only way we will get through this is by all of us working together. Each of of you doing your part you, you must stay at home all right welcome back welcome back to the you must stay at home period podcast with yours truly the buck and we also have our normal cast of characters the lovely karen with the heart in with the hard end, yes, I'm sorry, I forgot it. Got it this time. <laughs> and our brother from another mother, that would be Cephas. It's me. All right. So, you know, before we we started everything, we were you know, having a bit of a political discussion. Um, if you wanted to start it off, Karen, that'd be that'd be great. Well, the big news since we last spoke is uh, the dropping of the Woodward book and the Woodward, more importantly, the Woodward tapes. So um, Bob Woodward, who's a famous journalist, uh, know, you know, uh, his, his fame comes from the uh, Deep Throat um, uh, Nixon era. He and, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name, but anyway. He was one of the journalists that broke open um, the Nixon uh, Watergate story. And so he's famously over the years interviewed all the presidents. Um, and so he's writing a new book on Trump this uh, spring, this, this, over this past eight months. And uh, it comes to light that he recorded 18 hours, or I'm sorry, 18, nine hours total um, conversation. 18 conversations with uh, Donald Trump. And in it, he has had admitted, Cephas, how you put it? He engineered his own. October surprise in September. Yes. So he is called Bernstein. Thank you, Bernstein and Woodward. Um, so he's engineered his own October surprise in the month of September, less than two months out before the election. He admits on tape that A, he knew that coronavirus was more deadly than flu. He admits that, too, um, it doesn't just affect old people, but it also affects young people adversely. And three, he admits that he's been downplaying it all for political gain. So those were the big bombshells this week of some other things. He also talked to Woodward, got him on tape, talking about uh, white privilege, and he said, that's bullshit. He didn't say that verbatim, but that was completely uh, the the text of his uh, of his tone when he answered the question. So is and that's just what that's the little bit of the tapes that we've heard so far. So uh, next week when this book is released, and I'm hoping the rest of these tapes, the other nine hours of this tapes are released, um, you will have some amazing headlines. So yeah. So your boy knew, and if anybody was following it, right, like this podcast was born out of the pandemic and the shut-in and all that, so that's kind of where we started our conversation. Um, 
Trump was famously saying that, A, you don't need to wear a mask. It only affects old people adversely. So young people can still stay out in the streets. You don't have to worry about it. Don't, don't worry about masking and social distancing. Um, and he said, it's just like the flu. It's gonna go away. It's gonna be like a miracle. It'll pass once it gets warm. All of this nonsense. And he admitted that as of on the tape, as of February, early February, he knew that all of that was was BS. That he was lying his ass off. It's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. You know, people don't realize we lose 25,000, 30,000 people a year here. This is more deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. And all these people are dead now. We're at, what, 190,000 people dead? Yeah, yeah, roughly. And a lot of those people died for no reason because Donald Trump just wanted to gaslight everybody about the pandemic. So it's awful. Another 200,000 people could be dead in the next four months. That's a staggering amount of, of, of lives interrupted. And, and honestly, I watch um, um, Deadline White House almost every day on MSNBC because <laughs> um, where I initially hated the host because she's a Republican and responsible for Sarah Palin uh, 12 years ago. I've come to love her now, um, but Which, Nicole Wallace. Oh, okay. Yeah, was so. She, on, she was on The View and got fired? Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. And uh, so I watch her show almost every day and she's been I doing since, the since right. the, no, nah, I don't watch, <laughs> right, I don't watch The View um, either, um, so we can. I don't, watch, I don't watch The View either, so. Okay, great, so nobody here watches The View. But um, uh, every day she does an obituary or two at the end of her show, and she's been doing that, you know, since March. And uh, it is, I see obituaries for senior uh, white people, you know, in their 80s and, and 90s. Um, but then all the other obituaries are mainly black people and brown people under 40. Mm-hmm. And today's uh, bit was for a 28-year-old third-grade teacher, black woman. Oh yeah, gone. I did see that. And um, so this is disproportionately affected blacks and browns. Um, and Trump knew it, knew that it was going to kill people as early as February, and did nothing. Lied about it. As a matter of fact, lied not not just did nothing but act actively encourage people to keep going to work, keep going to school, don't shut down, don't social distance, get back out there, and got folks killed. And hey, I, you know I what? Just, I'm, you, know, I'm, you know what? I wonder how he would have handled this in a non-election year. That's a great question, but I don't think it would have been any same different. Way. The same way? You, yeah. you think there's strategy, uh, actual well, real I, strategy that he abides by? In his own mind, in his own mind, yes, being like trying to do everything he can to have the best image he can for the election, specifically. I that's a great question. Um, I wish there was a way to know, but um, I honestly, I just don't. I mean, he's a sociopath. 
and he just does not care about anything that doesn't affect him personally. So I don't think it would have been any, any different. But he is, uh, he is having a hell of a month. What's this? We're, not, we're 10 days into September. And last week it was him calling the veterans uh, suckers and losers. And uh, this week, now these, these tapes drop. So it's been, a, it's been a rough September for him. And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I don't know if you noticed the political camp, the political ads I've been seeing, I've been seeing senators drop, Republican senators distancing themselves from him and talking about how they've strayed away from his ideology and his policies to help better protect and promote things that a more of a populace would enjoy in attempts to get reelected. So I, I think the Republicans are, from just looking at commercials that I've been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's too little, too late for, for me. You know, obviously I'm not, so I, I'm not in the business of supporting GOP uh, senators anyway, but I really, really, really want every last one of them, except for Mitt Romney, uh, run out of the Senate because they all voted to acquit him. Every last one of them. And to your point, Buck, I think that um, Donald Trump wouldn't have done anything differently, regardless of whether the pandemic occurred in an election year or not. But Mike Pence might have, might have, you know? Um, and if they had um, uh, convicted him in the Senate trial in January, this might have gone a little differently, a little better. So. Anyway, I sent you all, related, I sent you all a link last night about um, an article on NPR that the economy, um, financial pain from coronavirus pandemic, much, much worse than ex it, uh, expected. And one of the key stats from the uh, article was um, in the top four cities in the country, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was as many as half the people um, report being negatively impacted by, you know, uh, financially negatively impacted by the pandemic. So a lot of people are, are in ruins and none of that, you know, a lot of people are sick, dead, otherwise uh, impacted and none of this had to be. I mean, you gotta think, even all those people that died, the two, nearly 200,000 or whatever the correct number is, of course, I mean, it's obvious each one of them has a family. So that's say they have five immediate family members. That's at least a million people affected right there. Right, exactly. And then all the other people who are affected financially and then their people, their circle around them. So it's, it's um, I mean, right. it's, it's bigger the, than, the, than the spread. The spread is affecting, you know, way more people. Right, um, the ripple effect directly. is is incredible. And like, like I said, a, I, it's, a, it's a tidal wave. Right. And I like I said, I watch those obits every day just kind of as an anecdotal snapshot of what is happening. And I can't tell you the numbers of black men and women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s who are leaving behind spouses and children, especially the ones in their 20s, 30s, or 40s. You know, they are leaving behind children who are orphans. It's, it's awful. I just, it's unforgivable. So, yeah. Um, 
I just, it's, it's astonishing to think that somebody went out of their way to inflict that kind of pain. Black folk are not being treated with the proper and necessary care that is needed to have them survive this horrible pandemic killer virus. On that same topic, we see Mike Bloomberg just donated, I can't remember, $100 million to HBCUs for their medical programs. To me, that seems like that may be the reason for doing that. I read that this year, that the number of um, Black doctors in the country uh, has plummeted in our lifetime, in the last, well, now I can't say how many years, because but the study was done that um, the rate, you know, percentage of the uh, uh, professionals, medical professionals, doctors specifically in the country uh, that was that are black, you know, went from being ten percent to it's like single digits now. Well those numbers just fell off a cliff. And I can say anecdotally for myself, you know, I always go out of my way to uh, find black doctors, which is tough because that's not often listed, listed. So you have to just kind of look at the names. You know how you could do it? ZocDocs.com. Okay. All right. ZocDocs. That's how I've found all of my black doctors. I've made Zoc-Docs. a concerted effort. Is that Z-O-C? Yeah, Z-O-C-D-O-C-S.com. Um, not knowing about ZocDoc is kind of funny um, that the only way, the best way I could approximate it was to A, either look at the school they attended for med school, right, so I could pick out the HBCUs or just look at their uh, their names. So I was looking for any African name, looking for anybody who was Brown, Jones, Smith, Johnson, <laughs> Washington. Oh, and that's, that's how... Um, Lovely. That's how, and then go, you know, after I, so I would go through the list of my providers, um, my insurance companies, uh, doctors, pick out all the, the black sounding names, and then um, go like Google them to see who's who. And that, Zoc- that was, you know, it actually worked. So I found ZocDocs out a lot of good is great doctors. because it does exactly that. You should have come up with ZocDocs. Goes through your insurance and finds all of the doctors who are within your network. It has photos of many of, not all of them, but many of them. Right. And uh, and ratings as well, because you can rate your doctor and boom, that's how you, you could make appointments, reschedule, cancel. It is a convenient tool. Yeah, I am a visionary. Yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to take a look at that. You know, I do have a, a person of color from our primary care. Indian? Really would. No, 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 no. Uh, Latina. Okay. Um, you, like the way she, you like the way she gives you those hernia checks, huh? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. No, she was not good. You're, you're waiting for that prostate exam and then, you, then you'll switch. <laughs> so, 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 Charlie Earl, Charlie Earl, I know a, a woman's hands aren't quite big enough uh, for you, so I know you're waiting on the man to do it. I'm not gonna check, get it check, done. Check your, check your prostate. I know. I know. I know. Prostate cancer runs in my family, but not until not until into the 60s. So. Well, get you. Uh, I'm waiting. Soft palmetto now. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, and I heard, you know, this might sound kooky, but I heard a uh, even pumpkin seeds kind of, you know, is a is is good for the the prostate. So pumpkin seeds are great for a ton of things. They're really rich in zinc fiber and all kinds. Well, this pumpkin spice latte time. Speaking of pumpkins and pumpkin spice, a Philadelphia Starbucks is advertising and selling. Come try our WAP. <laughs> coffee so it's white mocha almond milk and pumpkins tastes like exactly to me if you ground up a pumpkin spice donut oh yeah oh yeah that's good okay it's darn good mm, mm -hmm. boy i could drink a bucket sized one <laughs> it's a new drink of fall mm -hmm. that is it's good I, I agree with you, Mike. I didn't think it was going to be good. It's really good. And I, you know, I, I've never had it before, so. But I like it. Oh, I spilled some. I'm going to need a mop. <laughs> so I'll need a bucket and a mop. <laughs> oh, I'm all the way down so, to the bottom. The bottom. interesting thing is. <laughs> <laughs> bottom taster, not a bottom feeder, but. It's good to the last drop. Okay. And then for lunch, we'll have uh, macaroni. That's funny. <laughs> I can't believe they can get away with that. The corporate hasn't shut them down. That's hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. I would try that flavor. What so is it? It tastes like pumpkin white, spice. White what? White mocha, almond milk, pumpkin spice. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you guys hear uh, about what uh, Justin Trudeau announced in Canada yeah. yesterday? Yeah, this was yeah, exciting. He, yeah, he announced that. I mean, it seems like Canada's always kind of doing. Well, they're more progressive. They're more progressive, way more progressive in the United States. You need know, to get your health care up there. And, and even though probably most of their black people, majority of them are probably immigrants, that, you know, they weren't descendants of, of slaves necessarily, like the majority of black people here, but they're giving um, well, there was, their black it, entrepreneurs. They didn't have you know, slavery in Canada, right? For a short time, they did. Oh, okay. But there were some slaves here that ran north of the border. Right. And they, they said it wasn't enough to, you know, get to, you know, Chicago or, you know, those other places or, or Detroit. I got to go across the border. So they're, don't, they're, not, they're uh, putting in $221 million, uh, into their Black entrepreneurs. And, you know, Canada has, you know, what, a tenth of the population we have. So... So that's a nice, nice bit of amount of money. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they're, they're, yeah, they're entrepreneurs. They're, they're putting it into Yeah, that, no, right, right. Which is great. I, that that I, helps bolster. Uh, I haven't read the details of it, but um, this is a, a very nice, it's Canada's ever, first ever Black entrepreneurship program um, to help Black business owners and entrepreneurs across the country recover from the crisis and grow their business. I mean... So, like even when I went up there to, to visit, I said this on the podcast before, uh, a, a girl I was dating's um, cousin lived out there and I asked him how much he had or how much he had to pay for college. And he said like, it was either four or six grand. That's how much he owed after four years of that. Not owed like, you know, eight times what he owed. So, you know, what's interesting, just as a side note about that story is that 
that is coming, that initiative is coming on the heels of ADOS's protest in America. Mm -hmm. And it's just wild how every, Trudeau initiative? Yes, everybody what, Can you explain what it is? It's um, everybody across it's the simply, planet yeah, they're just, they're doing is getting, yeah, go ahead. Is, is getting increased rights and privileges and benefits off of ADOS once again. Um, okay, so it says um, the program includes uh, up to 53 million to develop and implement a national ecosystem fund to support black led businesses, uh, which will help black entrepreneurs access funding, capital, mentorship, financial planning services, business training. Um, 33 million in support of a loan fund. Um, they're partnering with financial institutions to distribute that money. Six and a half million to create and sustain a black entrepreneurship knowledge hub. Um, and probably need that. So it's things like that. But I think okay. it's great. I mean, it's just interesting to me how, you know, uh, George Floyd and some other people that we know are, you know, meet untimely grisly ends in America. Black people hit the streets in America, and yet the <laughs> Canadians get and, right. And the benefit <laughs> and the benefit redounds to Black Canadians. The benefit redounds to. Um, you know, black Brazilians, it redounds to black uh, people in the UK and France and Germany. Everybody benefits <laughs> when we hit the streets here in America. Um, and so that's just kind of ironic. Uh, you know, I'm happy for them, but I'm also like WTF. Hours. <laughs> right, WTF. You know, everybody else prospers when off of our pain and our activism. And in sports. The headline in CNN was affluent white student athletes are profiting from the labor of their poor black peers, study says. Mm, I didn't once read again, that. But once ahead. again, it's, um, it says uh, the study from the National Bureau of Economic Research um, analyzed revenue data for 65 athletic departments in the Power Five conferences, and the report found that the money generated by the football and basketball programs, whose majority of players are Black, pays for the salaries of coaches, administrators, is used to upgrade facilities the teams use, and finances non-revenue sports played by mostly affluent white students. And that really hit a nerve when I read that. Um, yeah, the, the water polo team and all that. <laughs> right, and lacrosse and all of this. Right, and, and field hockey and all this bullshit. Oh, that just really, like, not only are these players being uh, shafted on the money they should be making for their own efforts, but their efforts are, you know, making it so you can get a, a lacrosse scholarship or a field hockey scholarship. Yeah, cur courtesy yeah. courtesy of the football team. That's what it should be. Right, exactly. On, Which on is, scholarship. You know, we offered you a full scholarship courtesy sure. of right. the Ohio State football team. <laughs> right, which are bull state, you know, which are bullshit sports. And that just, that pisses me off. So these kids are getting, you know, they're already affluent. You got to be affluent to pay, to play uh, field hockey. I never went to no damn school that offered field hockey and badminton until I was at an affluent uh, <laughs> white high school 
And so you're already affluent. And then you get a scholarship, courtesy, like you said, of the black football players who don't get paid for playing football and barely make it through school if they're lucky. The other interesting thing about it, it's a 75 page study. The other part that they break down is coaches and salaries. Right, so players. those black players are creating generational wealth for the coaches and the administrators and everybody else, but not themselves. The more you peel back uh, the layers, I mean, it's like, it's just a cabal of just, just exploitation all over the place. Like we take you from the hood, we use you, spit you out. If you make the pros, then, you know, only 1% of you will make it. So, um, you know, good luck and great for you. And that also functions as advertisement for us to get more players to our program. Exactly. If right. one of you do make it. And then we'll hit you up. And then we'll hit you up to donate to our athletic department once you do make it and make it to the pros and make a lot of money, which yeah. is the case for a specific yeah, LMVP. About. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. The coaches for all the other sports at Power 5 schools have also seen, it, seen an increase of 70%. Wow. For them little lesser... The non-revenue generating? Yeah, yeah. Sports. 70% in 10 years. Imagine getting a 70% increase in your income over the past 70 years or 10 years. Oh my goodness. Right. Oh my goodness is right. <laughs> on, and, 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 with, and that increase, that 70% is on a seven figure, 10 figure or a seven or eight figure salary. Come on. I mean, you know, get a 70% increase on your little middle income, $50,000. That feels really good, right? That feels really good. Now, you know, that's 35 grand. But mm -hmm. to get it on two million, three million, four, five million dollars, please. But here's the thing that is even worse. Less than seven percent of the generated revenue actually goes to the football and basketball players in the form of scholarships. Right. Wow. Ninety-three percent over 93% of the revenue generated by those uh, programs is going to everybody else but the students. But they get a scholarship and they get free room and board. It's like they, get, they, they already bought the, the damn dorm in the building. I didn't do it just allocated like, okay, y'all staying here and, you know, for whatever. Um, just, you know. it makes it makes my head explode like i said quietly you know year after year season after season everybody who tunes in to watch uh college football everybody who tunes in to watch march madness year after year those people the people all behind the scenes are getting wealthy beyond what most middle-income people and most black people can even imagine we can't even wrap our heads around what that's like to come up by a million or two million or four or five million year over year. It's in, oh, it's just, mm. it's just. and then, just, mm -hmm. and then those, those, the children of those people probably grow up and play lacrosse and then get a scholarship to a school that is paid for by some other black kid. On and top of the money their parents and then, made. And then come and become coaches themselves. Right, exactly. And then, uh, profit off the nepotism and become coaches themselves. That's exactly where I was going. Oh, it's just, it's maddening to me. This whole system, when you take 
the, the totality of white privilege and this, this, this form of capitalism, which is built off of, you know, built to it's help predatory. them profit off of our labor, right? It is just, it, it's a wonder we don't just rampage through the streets and burn everything down like Donald Trump is telling white suburban women we're going to do. Anyway, um, so yeah, that just, that, that hit a nerve for me. Mm-hmm. Understandable. All right, calm me down. What's next? What's next? And did you see? Did you guys see this? I just happened to come across this article, and it was to, well today about uh, Josh Bellamy. He's a receiver. What well, was a receiver for the uh, till today for the New York Jets? Um, they had to cut him because he's been he's under investigation for wire and bank fraud because he was seeking $24 million in, in Rona PPP loans. How many? So, 24 million? 24 million, like him and it was 10 other uh, defendants who were implicated. And, um, you know, he was buying stuff like Dior, you know, jewelry, Gucci. Um, with the for PPP his, money? With the PPP money for Drip Entertainment. Yeah, I don't you know, know, Karen. Are you familiar with that? With that colloquialism, no. drip. It means like looking that, looking, looking great. You know, uh, coming down. You know, I'm dipped or whatever, and um, and you know, your drip is is really a similar phrase. Okay, so is that a an actual enterprise? He drip yes, a drip, drip entertainment. Yeah, drip ent, and oh. um, so he saw you know, that money. And it's so funny that he's only had, I looked up his career earnings just for, you know, shits and giggles. And um, he's, he's made 7.6 million and he's 31 years old. So he's been in the league for at least, I think he's been in the league for like maybe seven seasons. So he's going to eviscerate most of that if he still has any of it, just in legal fees. Yeah, that wasn't, his, it wasn't, it wasn't that there. right. Now, you know, the truth be told, a lot of people pulled this scheme, right? And when it's all said and done, you know, we will, reports, analysis will show that a ton of people across the country took PPP money fraudulently and then just did whatever they were going to do with it, right? We talked about the guy who got busted in Florida buying Lamborghini. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I know some folks, you know, otherwise who, who also have done something similar. So it's not unusual, but what is interesting is that he, you know, 24 million <clears throat> is going to put you on a ra- radar. Um, yeah. and you know, and then these people are, didn't seem bright enough to wait before they spent it. You know, they say he spent uh, 62000 at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Florida. And like you said, 100000 on luxury goods, Dior, Gucci, jewelers. I mean, like, you just got the money. You got to lay low. What, what the hell? You now, I, don't, I don't know why. Be these, smart. I don't know why these guys buy all this jewelry. I, I just had, had no... 
you know, as a guy, that's just not my thing. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. You know, that, you know, all that jewelry. I mean, if I was well, playing ball, give me a Super Bowl ring, but that'd be about, or, you know, NBA championship ring, but that'd be about it. This you know, is, wedding uh, well, that's, that's, you know, it, I have some thoughts about that, but that'll take us off topic. So, <laughs> Remind oh, you to oh, oh. ask me about that later on, and, and I'll give you my, my drag. Before, before I forget, uh, did you guys see that, that Kaepernick has been added as a player to Madden? This I year saw Madden, that. I wasn't sure if that was a big deal or not. I think it's pretty cool. You could put them as your court. You could pick them up as a free agent and put them on your team. That means he'll get you know some money off of, off of EA. Okay. So, I also saw two weeks ago people uh, trashing EA online saying that. Um, they but they haven't be, changed the game. Yeah, right. They should, <laughs> the, the, the contract should be taken away from them because the game is terrible now. Um, but that's a nice nod, I guess, you know, for symbolism. Say. Yeah, I mean, he'll be able to get some little bit of, you know, in, endorsement money off that. He didn't need it. You and I have uh, kind of a feud going, not a feud, but a debate about that. I think he got an enormous settlement from the NFL. Cephas, what do you think? I'm, a, I, I'm willing to bet that the, the Nike contract is much bigger. We know what he was making uh, when he was cut. No idea. I still, I don't know. I, it's starting quarterback money. Right, and that's sizable. I, I imagined, I mean, if any like worth this worth this salt should have been able to make a case that, you know, the NFL robbed him of several years of starting quarterback uh, income. But, okay, well, if I'm outnumbered, I'm outnumbered. Naomi Osaka. Yeah, I was going to say shout out to Naomi yeah. Osaka for her protests. Um, she's playing at the U.S. Open this week, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she wore a series of masks with all the hashtags on it um, and played video by a uh, video of Trayvon's mom and Ahmaud Arbery's mom, I think, at her, I guess, post-match press conference. So um, she, also she, had declared all her, she also declared her nationality as Japan or to the Japan. She... I, I guess the way it works in Japan is that to play for their team, you can't have dual citizenship. So by a certain age, you have to declare whether or not you're a citizen of the U.S. or Japan or whatever dual citizenship you may have. And she declared her citizenship is Japan. She's been playing under the Japanese flag. Interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that was a smart move, but... I understand. Well, so she would say, you're the first Japanese player to do this, or the first Japanese player to do that. Okay. Her mother's but still, Japanese, like, but right, but it was kind of Japan, Japan is like famously racist. Uh, you know, the black, anti black racism in Asia is like legendary. So I probably wouldn't have done it, but then she's between a rock and a hard place. Which, which racist society would you rather represent? But uh, yeah, she put all the hashtags on there. She had Brianna, Jacob, maybe Daniel Prude, Trayvon, um, George Floyd. So uh, 
nice way to bring awareness. So shout out to her for that. And yeah, guys, how about the, the, the call to cancel uh, Netflix for uh, over cuties? What is cuties? It's a, um, it's that it's that show that they had that was borderline. Um, oh, it's a it's a movie, and it's directed by a black woman. It's right. It's a Netflix uh, movie directed by a black woman, I believe, and it is about I think it's set in France. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's about some uh, preteens, some tweens, um, like joining a dance troupe, and it's a coming of age story, and. But they're scantily clad. And, and so that, and that's when, Net, a when Netflix marketed it, it they put a, a thumbnail of these tween girls like uh, scantily clad and in these kind of sexualized dance poses. Um, and it makes you, it, it, it would give you the wrong impression about what the movie is about. The movie is not about them becoming, you know, little junior porn stars or anything, but that uh, thumbnail might mislead you. Um, so people, they caught a lot of um, backlash. Netflix caught a lot of backlash for marketing it that way. Uh, and the girls have been, the, the little uh, actresses have been targeted, and director, writer, and just, it was a whole thing. And so they had to change um, the, the uh, thumbnail and it, um, it, it, it's just been a PR nightmare. So wow. I'm not canceling Netflix over it, but I saw how it was represented and it wasn't, yeah, it was, it was too much for them to be like 11, 12, 13 years old. Yeah, mid-drift out and, you know, hip rotations. I'm like, come on, man. It was a little bit, it was a little bit too much. But yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, hey, in 20 minutes, we got football coming. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs and Texans, who you got? Who you got, Cephas, between the two teams? They're playing the that Kansas City. Of course, the Super Bowl champs. Okay, okay. I, I have them, too. How, how about you, Karen? Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Mahomes out of the gate, but never count Deshaun out. I've seen him play them two games. As a uh, tiger. Oh, you know what? Oh, 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 you know what the most amazing thing about these two teams playing is that the Bears could have had either one of these quarterbacks and passed on them both. Isn't that amazing? Negro, Negro, why would you bring that up? Why would you bring that up? I feel ambushed the sand, and targeted. The, the sandbaggers of the Midway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Look, 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 look. That was not – you didn't telegraph that attack. And I'm going to hold on to this rage I feel right now, and I'm going to get you at some point. Don't blame me. Blame your, you. your, blame your general manager for that. No, I'm going to get you. I had nothing, nothing to do with that. Because – you just sucker punched me. That's cool. Did you yes. Guys see? My team passed on both these gentlemen. And both of them. Both of them. Yes. And it's it's a it's a wound that will never heal. 
as long as they are active. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I mean, they're already looking to try to replace Trubisky already. <laughs> with with another. And these guys are renewing. With, and, with and Watson another and Mahomes third, renewing their contract. Exactly. With another third rate. Anyway, but at least he's won a Super Bowl. That's all I have, that's should, all I have to say on you that. Should not, you should not twist that knife like that against Tom especially, Brady, especially without, people. especially without no warning. Anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna, I was gonna, I wouldn't, I didn't try to detract from the topic, but is is Skip Bayless from Chicago? Because I think Rick no, Bayless is uh-huh. right. Oh, no, 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 they're from, yeah, they're from Rick, uh, Rick has Oklahoma, his rest- Texas. But he, Rick from has Oklahoma. his restaurant Oklahoma, here. Oklahoma, okay. But Rick Oklahoma does City specifically is where they're uh, from. I'm saying that to say, to transition into something else about sports, Skip Bayless has come under fire for, what did he say? He said something very negative about Dak Prescott, who... Yeah, because he's a big-time Cowboys fan. That's like his, his team... No, but Dak Prescott came out and explained that after his brother committed suicide this past year, he -hmm. sought help and anxiety for depression. Mm -hmm. And Skip Bayless said uh, in response that, this is the quote, I don't have sympathy for him going public with saying I get depressed. He's the quarterback of America's team. So now people are saying uh, cancel Skip Bayless. They should, they should cancel him for that. That's nonsense. That is absolutely yeah, nonsense. Yeah, on the low end, it's insensitive. You know, I mean, I see where he's coming from. I see the, the spirit of what he's saying. But no, he, he probably shouldn't have said it. No, there's no spirit of that. I mean, look at look at these hashtags we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Black, black people have a huge... Um, unrecognized issue with mental health mm-hmm. yes, for, for a myriad, you know, for myriad reasons. And this man's brother, you know, the loss of a sibling is incredibly hard. And to lose one by suicide is devastating. And also considering the fact that anxiety, depression, those are hereditary a lot of the times. Right. And if your brother committed suicide, it's likely that it was the result of depression, anxiety, different mental health conditions that he's been going through. And to say that he doesn't have or to just belittle the fact or to ridicule him for right, to, bringing that to, to light. is Imply that his role as the quarterback of the bullshit Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys. <laughs> is, uh, you know, that that's... You know, so so just because you have a, a, a prestigious job, you're not supposed to be able to talk about your struggles. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's supposed to be some. It, it's funny to me, and I don't think this this um, on panache you get for playing for that team is really all that. This is not the '90s, right? The exactly. 70s. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, they, like America's so, team. Yeah, and, like, and, and, and you know how that how they got bestowed that title because. Pittsburgh did not want to take it. They said, no, we're Pittsburgh's team. Oh, okay. That's what the Rooneys well, told, told them when they were said, we're going to say you America's team. They said, well, no, we're Pittsburgh's team. And um, then they came to the Cowboys and said, well, shit, so we'll they, take it. Yeah, they got it on a technicality. Right, they got it on a technicality, please. 
But yeah, yeah no, that's uh, that who told you that? From I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers fan? No, no, no. I've I've heard that before. That, that Art Rooney on, on television. Art Rooney said, "Well, no, we're we're Pittsburgh's team." You know, that's it. We're just you know Pittsburgh team. Nothing more, nothing less. Like he, they didn't want you know all that shit bestowed upon them, but Dallas embraced it. What was the name of the during that during the during the war, and the teams combined the Eagles, the Eagles, the, the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles. Okay, yeah, yeah. When they were the same team for a while during uh, I think during World War Two. Yeah, World War II. It wasn't for it was for like maybe a year, right? It wasn't long. Yeah, ago. yeah, it was like a year, a season or, or two at at best. But I'd have to, you know, look that up. But yeah, that's um I mean, you know, Dallas, I mean that's why that's the excuse that people make for their players, maybe not, you know, it's always a controversy whenever their players hold out for stuff and they say, Oh, there's all these all these fringe benefits you get from being on the Cowboys. You know, more so than any other team in the NFL. Like I guess outside endorsements and stuff like that. So you know, you should really keep your mouth shut. And the thing with with Dak, you know, the other thing that 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 probably is um, bothering Skip Bayless is this ongoing contract dispute between um, Dallas's front office and Dak. It's, it's been very, you know, very public uh, dispute as far as them paying him appropriately. You know, they kind of got him in, in the fourth round. And he was like maybe the sixth quarterback taken off the board. They had like a whole bunch of quarterbacks in front of him that Dallas wanted. And they kind of just took him. And then it turns out they had one quarterback injury. He came in and did his thing. And now he wants to be paid appropriately. So that's that's another part of it too. You know, that probably has says, you know, yeah. well, something that to do was with it. That, that whole fringe, that whole fringe benefits, like you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. So therefore, um, I guess you shouldn't, you know, be depressed or, or you know, or bring that up. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's insane to imply that being the QB of the Dallas Cowboys should overshadow the death of a of a brother. You know, to this mm-hmm. life, like, come on, this is nonsense. Um, incredibly insensitive. Incredibly insensitive. Yeah. I mean, usually, you know, Skip. Yeah, he has his little hot takes, but he usually doesn't go that far. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's that's definitely. I mean, if, too if far. you know, if Rick Bayless committed suicide, would he say that? You know, would it be cool if I said that about him? Oh, you on you on television every day, Skip. So shut your damn mouth. He seems <laughs> like he. I've read a, I've read a profile of Skip Bayless and GQ a little while ago. We talked about his. His life, I don't think he'd really be upset about his brother. <laughs> he doesn't seem close right. to his brother. Right. And well, his brother yeah. is a chef. Yeah. He, Skip Bayless eats the same meal every day. Ooh. And he does. To say, to say in shape. Yeah, he eats the same meal, does the exact same. Like his, he has a romantic routine that does it. His cheat meal is he has a slice of pizza on the weekend. And. But he eats the you know the exact same meal daily, and some well, bars. Yeah, they're not they're not close at all because Rick Bayless is famous for his uh, Mexican uh, Mexican restaurant. Yeah, his Mexican cuisine. So I see him on television all the time. 
Uh, so yeah, he doesn't skip cheat food and even cheat. Even and, stuff is and what it was crazy is he had a whole. Um, I don't know if you saw the Cephas or Karen. There was a whole um, video. Well, Skip Bayless on his show was talking about how he was basically raised by a black woman from Chicago <laughs> who was his um, grandmother's housekeeper. And, okay. and his parents were raving alcoholics and all this stuff, very dysfunctional. So he said he got a lot of his uh, morals and everything else uh, from, uh, from this woman. And interestingly enough, he said he saw a psychic. He said his, his wife likes to do that. He said he wasn't really down with it. And, and there was a, uh, he said that, that the psychic told him that the, that the sister said, you know, she was very proud of him. I was like, wow, that was kind of, uh, you know. Now, now, Rick Bayless makes from all this delicious. She said what? From, from the grave. From yeah, from the grave. grave. Yeah, from, yes. from the grave. Like he said, there's a black woman. He said he didn't tell this guy anything about that. I know people have had those experiences before. I know personally, you know, that man's going into something else. But yeah, he said that, yeah, there's someone here and he described it. Oh, that's, you know, I forget what her name was, Hattie Mae or something. And um, he said, she's, she's proud of you. He would, I, I'm, I'm sure she gave him a, Gave him some spankings, I'm sure. You know, we're talking about all all white people raised in the South in yeah, raised in you know, Oklahoma. Yeah, fifty years ago had that same. So that was that that wasn't psychic <laughs> shit. That was just a, that was just a, a con. Every last one of them had a black housekeeper. Every last one of them because they paid black women so little to perform that domestic work that they could all afford it. Mm -hmm. That's what my grandmother was. She was a she was a domestic yeah, my, I in Alabama. A, I had a grandmother too who was a domestic. Right, right yeah. in Alabama. Um, interestingly enough, I'm kind of intrigued by this whole "I only eat one meal so I can stay in shape." Rick Bayless is is slimmer than than Skip. And really? He all, <laughs> yes, he cooks all this delicious food. No, he's a skinny he's a skinny dude. Like you know. I mean, Skip Rick, is, is thin. I can't imagine right. him being and small. This, yeah. The Skip Bayless meal is he goes with. There are two articles because I, I remember reading one. Uh, no, uh, essentially, it is broccoli and steamed chicken and rice from the Chinese carryout in his neighborhood. That's that's what and I saw. Chinese chicken and broccoli, the, right? Yeah, steamed, no soy <laughs> sauce, and he gets five of them. He would get them in New York City, Upper West Side, and then when he would go to Connecticut, when he was back at CNN, take the get the car to Connecticut and just keep him in his little yes, hotel room yeah. refrigerator. Yeah. yeah, when he, I'm saying this is when, the story is from when he was at ESPN. Oh. And he would just eat one every day. And he would just eat one meal a day. And then the uh, power bars in addition to that during his workouts. Oh, so he could have been eating all this delicious Frontera. That's a shame. What a shame. That's life choices. It's not good. Anyway, they all had a black nanny, so, so uh, that, that, that psychic wasn't that psychic. <laughs> <laughs> so any, any parting shots? Niecy Nash, shout out to Niecy Nash and uh, Jessica, Jessica, I don't know her last name. Anyway, Niecy got married. Jessica Nash now, right? 
Uh, no, no. If anything, Nisi's taking her name. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, the one who's wearing the tux. That's who gets to gets to no, change your name. She's not changing your name. But yeah, she is a uh, masculine presenting woman. Yes, Jessica Betts. And she is, uh, I'd never heard of her until last week when I got married. Who, who is she? Um, she is a, like an R&B uh, blues musician from Chicago. And she's a Gemini. So I, 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 I have lots of positive feelings toward her, even though I haven't had a chance to check out her music yet. So congrats to the happy couple. But uh, I was surprised because I didn't realize Nisi is gay. Was divorced or divorced from or her divorce, husband. Or divorced, right, or divorced. I remember <laughs> so. hearing about her getting a divorce like after she started having a film on location in New Orleans and had to stay there for long periods of time. Um, her but relationship it, yeah. with that engineer, I think the guy was an engineer or something, just deteriorated. You can't, so. you can't make a relationship work with a black man. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. It stands to reason. Now, now that, that's a hot take. Why <laughs> you can make, make them work with a white man either, right? Not me, but some women can. Uh, <laughs> working out for uh, what's her, the the uh, advisor, not the announcer, um, the basketball woman who's mad. Lisa Leslie. They, yes. No. No. The uh, the uh, the announcer. She does sure uh, basketball. No. Um, and she complained <laughs> that her black coworkers were leaving her out of stuff. Oh, are you talking about? Oh, oh, oh Sage yeah, and yeah. Sage Steel. Yeah, Sage. Oh, yeah. Sage. Oh, so. Works for her. Works for Susan Rice. Who else? Uh, Susan Rice's son. Trump's supporting yeah. son. Yeah, right. <laughs> that didn't work out, but her marriage is still strong. And um, Warren, um, he was a former like Secretary of State. Yeah, her Mr. husband. Clinton. Uh, no, for Clinton, he he's a white oh. guy that married a black woman. So the re- like they uh, have a fabulous relationship. So the relationships jump offs, or they, you know, you got these five that are serious and making, and the rest of them are jump offs. Is that what what we are to believe? Look at you trying to be. <laughs> I'm not taking a bait because I'm excited about this game. This game is coming up. I have one more piece of news in uh I have one more piece of news about uh NASCAR. Oh yeah, Bubba, you talking about Bubba? Yeah, that Bubba Wallace is leaving Richard Petty's motorsports in car was it number 23, 24? 43. 43. 43. But I didn't I didn't understand the significance of that. I saw that, but what does that mean? Richard Petty is a is you know, Richard Petty's the fame name. Right. He's right. Leaving I know for, he's, yeah. Likely for a better likely for a better not just gonna leave for oh wow. Thing. Andy, you know, yeah, Andy Reid has the all the little PPP stuff on the little uh protective stuff on. He got the why face would, shield. Why wouldn't he? He had the face shield. I'm just, I haven't seen any coaches on the field with a face shield on. What no, coach they... have you seen on the field in the first place? This is the first <laughs> game. Uh, college. Gotcha. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, okay. which was last week. Um, they actually played. You think uh, NFL coach is going to, the NFL coach has set the precedent. Yes, I mean, as old as, 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 old, as, old, as old as he is. No, he better have it all on. Face shield, like mask, hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, let's hope uh, for a good, healthy, safe game, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to play some football? They don't have a, the redneck singing no more, do they? Well, not for NBC. You don't think he's oh, right. Well, yeah. everybody enjoy the game and as usual, good talk. <laughs>